Welcome back. <laughs> Is that our new jingle? That's the new jingle. That's the new jingle. That's the jingle for the podcast. Hey, you know what, guys? You should leave us a review because it's really helpful. And it is helpful. I'm tired. <laughs> it's like 11.45 at night right now. It's late. And Doug and I have had long days. We're like, you know what? Let's it's give these people the goods anyway. 6.40. Yeah, 6.40. But it feels PM. like 11 o'clock at night. And we've Absolutely. had some long days oh, gosh, uh, just late. doing the stuff. Doug's been – Doug showed – you showed me your um, computer screen setup, and it gave me oh, anxiety. Yeah. Doug has – it looks like – you're the commander in chief of space balls is there's like six computer screens all with different things on it. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's great. It's it like, is great. Yeah. If you don't have six or eight screens, you're just not living. I have one. We're looking at one right now. Yeah. That's not it's enough okay. to effectively to truly experience anxiety through technology. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what gives you anxiety through technology is social media, Doug, the sock meds, sock meds, but I continue to post. Are you I still? Keep doing it. Are you on like any of those other sock meds, like the no. Twitter and TikToker? No. no. Somebody told me to go on TikTok, and I tried that. And I was like, "This is dumb." Here's what's shocking, too, man. Okay, this is why. If you guys have kids, for the love, and you want to see what's like messed up, and you don't have a TikTok account, <laughs> you have, do you have a TikTok? No. Okay. Here's what. Try this tonight. Okay. Go home, open up a TikTok account, knowing that you will delete it. Okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. Now, and when you put your information in, yeah, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna put in like Doug Zakaris, male, 104 years old. Like you're gonna put in all this stuff, whatever, yeah. like your birthday, all that, and just look like click on the explore. I don't know what they call it, uh-huh. and see what things they send to you just by knowing that simple information, bro, like. In a pro pro. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> From the stuff. It's like, what the heck is this? Yeah, Are you I'm sure. ki- And I already, I like, as I opened it up, I was picking things like Red Bull bike, um, powder to, magazine skiing, trying to get off road. Yeah. Like, like, give serve me the you stuff that you want. Yeah. And no, some of the stuff I got was, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I don't doubt it. It's yeah. the way the world is these days. Yeah. Serve the people more of what they want, you know? And if they don't want it, just tell them that they do want it. Even though it's terrible for them. I got an idea. You can tell it's bad for you. Here's some more of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But today, we thought it'd be cool to talk about what activity outside the gym is the lowest barrier to entry for fitness. Doug? And and I want to add, like, like we can debate the – the merits and the effectiveness and the oh, sure. injury rate, et cetera, of those yeah, the, We're not talking about that. Just like if you want to exercise, let's call it that, yeah. exercise outside the gym, I think we both know. What's yours? Uh, Lowest barrier to entry. Easiest thing that you could you're do. You're running. Yeah. <clears throat> running is horrible. It is, but anybody can do it. If you have, yeah, like let's just be honest, you don't even need shoes to run. You can run. That whole barefoot running thing, has that faded away? I doubt Hopefully. it. Hopefully. It's probably like a subculture. What was right? that? It was that book, Born to Run. Do you remember yeah. that? It's like, yeah. let's all run in our bare feet. Yeah. That's uh, If you haven't read the book, that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's several hundred pages summed up of <laughs> running your bare feet. Did you run? Did you read it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like read that book. <laughs> <laughs> totally judging it, even though you haven't read it. <laughs> 
Oh, we're gonna start a new podcast. I don't like running in shoes. Oh, we're not like running without shoes. (laughs) We're starting a new podcast on film (laughs) and book reviews that we don't read or watch. Yeah. Oh, just are purely our assumptions. But yeah, you can run. Like, and if you want to invest in a pair of running shoes, you can go down to the the store and put it on your credit card. If you need to, maybe even before that, go run. You can just walk. Yeah. Okay, you did some of this today. I did, and. I, I think walked, it's, I walked uh, all over the place today. <laughs> Technically, you didn't go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I walked on the treadmill. Yeah, but with a weight vest. With the weight vest. And I think rucking is probably the next easiest thing. That adds an element of, I hesitate to say strength, but external loading. <laughs> external loading. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. can build some more strength. So, And I don't think you like underestimate the impact that walking for a mile every day can have on your just wellness. Wellness. Yeah. Especially if you do nothing. Oh, oh dear, gosh. we can talk about this too. That thing that I sent you on the old Instagrams. Yeah. I'm going to play it. And it was like, I was, we got to like give credit to the guy who, yeah, I'll find did it. it. Who, whoever I'll look that guy on my, is. Uh, I'll look on my, whoever this guy is. Herbert D. Um, Zach. Okay. His name is, uh, Mackenprof. Mackenprof. Um, so here, I'll click it on. Listen. Today, folks, today I'm going to tell you a little bit about how many people actually do any form of strengthening work. The latest self-report surveys we have are that 35% of people in the United States say they engage in strengthening activities. That's not lifting. Uh, that includes things like yoga and Pilates and even gardening. Um, now that's self-report, so I think we can probably just about have that um, when we think about it from an into consideration that it includes activities that really aren't going to the gym and lifting weights. It's probably a pretty small percentage of people that are actually doing any strengthening work. So not to put a fine point on higher weights, lower weights, reps, sets, and everything else like that, but let's aim to the big picture. The people who aren't lifting any weights at all, wouldn't it be great to get them engaged in a healthy activity that could do something good as they age? Links in my bio. Links in my bio. Yeah. So this is one his, that guy's Canadian. His name, totally. His name's Stuart Phillips, and his label is scientist. He's wearing a which is awesome denim suit. But I mean, here's the deal, though. I think like, I think he's right. Yeah. So he said 35 percent of people self-report. That they're doing strengthening activities. And gardening is one of them, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's how I that's how I prefer to do it. And and let's and so I'm not gonna knock on it. Um gardening? But no, but like just if you think about other things that people refer to as strength training, um yoga. Uh-huh. Right, which is not strength it's, training. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um uh <laughs> other things like they might be like, Oh, well I swim. Not. Not. I run. Not. Not. Yeah. Uh, what else would you say would fall into that? Um, man, I would even venture to say, hey, Doug, I go to a boot camp. Not. Not really. Like, no. I don't. I don't. Not. Yeah, not. <laughs> um, like, there's a lot of things out there. And we talked about strength training programs last week. Yeah, but that don't increase your strength. No. Um, and that's 30, he said 35% self-report doing something. They say it's strength, uh, you know, strength training 
and that includes yoga and gardening. So let's take half, like he said. So, you know, cut your 35% into 17. Yeah. And then take the half of those people that are doing They're actually gardening street- <laughs> <laughs> and cut it to eight and a half, 8% of people. And honestly, I honestly think that's probably not that far fetched. No, even in even in the U.S. of A. Yeah, not just Canada. But uh, what was shocking to me about that was, like he said, how bogged down in you know because the people that you see every day, one hundred percent of them do strength training. Oh yeah, right. Everybody. And so you get you get stuck in this little bubble. Yeah, like oh, everyone's strength training, and let's uh, like discuss the finer points of strength training. And boy, you're wrong, and I'm right yeah. because you do this and uh, you don't do that, and I do this. Which really, it's such a small percentage. And in reality, ninety-two percent of people in the United States are doing nothing. Not they're not like training. picking up a five-pound dumbbell. Yeah. Or a barbell, or like. Do or like, yeah, we're just push-ups. going to the gym three days a week to lift weights progressively, Zero. get heavier. Nothing. Nada. Which kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a great point. But in like, that, speaking of barrier to entry, like, you know, you'd gain more strength from taking strength from taking two soup cans and like, <laughs> you know, like curling them and putting them over your head, laying on your back and pressing them away than you would from doing gardening yeah but you can also like here's the other piece because if we want to go down the strength training road you can still strength train with a pretty low barrier to entry yeah i mean I, think I about really how think how strong people get with like no external load yeah Doing so pull-ups and yeah push-ups and so squats. body weight movements right but even if we wanted to so people would be like oh well that's like yoga you know <laughs> but like even even like still stretching? you could go down to your old local play it again sports or whatever not my sponsor um <laughs> or you could go to rogue and go knock on your neighbor's door and you could get a set of dumbbells Yes. And you could get strong with the right weight, right? And that's relative, but you could slowly add on to an awesome rock and little home gym setup. Yeah. You, know, mean, you don't have to go full in, which, okay, if you were going to have, if you started empty gym, right? I mean, minimal budget, Doug. You got a couple hundred bucks in your pocket. Yeah. To like start a gym. Bucks? Yeah, 300 bucks, we'll say. What would you buy first? Um, and you don't have to buy it new. You could buy it used. You could buy like whatever. I'd probably buy for my current strength level, like some thirty-five pound dumbbells. Okay. Two of those. And what's that? You got more money, uh, dude. You could buy. You could probably used ones. I mean, you find used ones for fifty bucks. Okay. Right? So now I have two hundred fifty more dollars. Yeah. Uh, I buy some fifties. Okay. So let's just say now you have one hundred and fifty bucks left. I buy a jump rope. Okay. You got one thirty left. Okay, um, I'd buy, ooh, maybe like one pretty heavy dumbbell or a kettlebell, like cool. a 70. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that might tap you out. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Two sets of dumbbells, a heavy kettlebell, and a jump rope. Do you get really fit? Yeah. If I had some extra money laying around. Okay. Like Found I, some I in got the, a paper route. Jar. Yeah. Buy some rubber bands. Oh, there you go. Like a couple blue dogs what would you do with the blue dog man 
I mean, you like curls, band and kettlebell swings, curls, band and kettlebell oh, okay, swings. Okay. You can do shoulder press with them, pull yeah, apart. Yeah. It's good morning. I dig it. With them. I dig it. Yeah. I think I would, if I had 300 bucks, I think I would probably buy, I would see if I could find, I would see if I could find a barbell on a set of like 45 pound plates. There's no way you're getting that for 300 bucks. On like used? Just a barbell and so. plates. Like, Used. like, what kind of bar is this? Whatever, like, like just the like, bar, the, just like the straight bar <laughs> with the sand with plates, the sand plates on. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they make that noise okay. when you like. Okay, never mind. Uh, redo. Okay, then I'm buying a set of 45 pound dumbbells. Uh huh. Well, I'm uh, buying 46s then. Actually, perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna duct tape a pound <laughs> on mine so it's heavier. Um, and I would buy also probably if I could afford it. I don't know if I could. To say, I oh, I buy a sandbag. A sandbag. Yeah, I was gonna say a D ball, like a heavy D ball, but I buy a sandbag that was like, you know, anywhere between eighty and a hundred pounds. Yeah, and I think that's a good move. Yeah, and then I think I would also because I think I might have a little extra cash left over. <laughs> maybe. Um, I'm trying to think if I was going like strength training, probably like you, I would buy one heavy kettlebell. 70 88 something like that i think you uh, can t- like but point being like you guys don't have to have a lot to yeah. get gear to do some form of strength the, and the barrier to like fitness entry is not typically equipment or uh space or um you know uh, programming related it's mostly between the ears right Oh, yeah. Right? Like, people aren't not lifting weights because they can't find heavy things. Yeah. Right? And like, I think man, too- I would. I just, you know, I can't seem to find anywhere that has anything <laughs> yeah. heavy to pick up. In your <laughs> backyard, find a rock. Right? But it's, and I too, I think that people, um, I think that people are intimidated by the knowledge behind strength training as I don't know what to do versus, oh, I'm just going to go for a run. Sure. They start to think like, oh, i you know, I need to have some uber specific program da, 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 to strength train, but for running, I could just go run for 20 minutes. Well, here, I'll be the first to tell you if gardening is your current strength training, you could literally do anything <laughs> and get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> just like, so all you need to no do idea is, what you're doing, just pick up the dumbbell. All you need to do is anything different. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's funny. Like well, I'm gar- I'm I'm gardening pretty heavy these days, you know. Like I feel like I'm getting you know some I, pretty big striations in my. I like to progressively overload gardening. my bar gardening. <laughs> Mondays I do thirty minutes. Tuesdays thirty five. Yeah, right. Wednesdays forty. By the end of the week, I'm up to fifty I'm minutes. Pretty of gardening. dehydrated out there, so I'm looking oh pretty my shredded. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> okay, what other stuff outside? Low barrier to entry. Bicycling. Oh, totally! I love it, Doug. Yeah. Because you don't now, granted, you I mean, you for 200 could, bucks, you could buy a bicycle. Totally. You could get down the rabbit hole and go broke on a bike. But oh, for sure. you could absolutely find a bike for 200 bucks and go, go just pedal around. ride that thing. And it doesn't matter Forever. where you live, too. It doesn't matter what climate you're in, for the most part. Yeah. Like, time of year, right? But yeah. you could ride on the road. You could find a bike path. You could find, um, you know, like, the rail trail thing here. Love it. I'm like a huge fan of riding bikes. Yeah. Huge. And I mean, uh, I like them too because uh, if you, especially if you're in like a relatively flat place, 
like the, they're much more efficient. So you might be able to only go out and run for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Or walk for 20 minutes. Yeah. But you could go ride a bike on flat ground for an hour. Yeah. I guess you could do like, you can still do that with running or, or walking, but I think I mean, people who are pretty deconditioned can't that, run for 10, yeah, for that's, 10 minutes. Right? That's the, that's the big tipping point is I think it's like, that easier. That sounds crazy to me, but yeah. some like an average person that you would see in an airport and you tell them to like jump on a treadmill and run Ooh. for 10 minutes, it's game over. But flat on a bike, you could go for 20, longer. 20, 30 minutes, right? Just I dig, I dig that. Um, I really so pretty like low one. barrier to entry yeah. there too. Biking and running. Yeah. Walking biking, even running, walking, rucking. We talked that, um, and then I would even say that, de- like, depending on where you live locally, you would probably be surprised to find a fair amount of, like, rec league sports. So you could easily find a softball team. Um, yeah. uh, some places have, like, ultimate frisbee or frisbee golf. Yeah. Or you might be in a place, like, where we have Nordic skiing. You could do classic skiing or skate skiing. Um you could play basketball, pick up basketball. So, like so many, so many rec league So why options. do so few people do anything? I think it's like we said, it's the, I, I think it's the human condition. They just, it just feels way easier to do nothing. And I think everybody makes excuses, right? It's like, I'm tired. I had a long day. Yeah. I mean, um, I do that. And then sure. they, and then they don't, they unfortunately, I think like sabotage themselves, right? So let's say we're in that habit. I'm tired. I had a long day. I just want to go home. So you go home, you eat a crappy meal because you didn't have time to cook and you're starving and you didn't eat anything before and you just want to zone out. So you binge TV and then you go to sleep at midnight instead of being like, okay, I mean, now that you're saying it, that does sound pretty good. Right? (laughs) But like, pretty nice. But what if like you just planned a little bit ahead and you're like, okay, I had a long day. And you're like, let's say that you decided not to work out, right? But you went home, you made a reasonable choice for food, and you decided to go to bed at 10 so that you could get up tomorrow morning and work out before you went to work. Yeah. Or... You know what I mean? Or to set yourself up to have more energy throughout the day. It's just like uh, we see these people every day that exercise all the time, right? Yeah. And like and their it's days off, the norm. exercising. Yeah. <clears throat> but the most of the world is not like that. And it do, you do get stuck in the bubble. I, I know I do get stuck in the bubble. And I forget that you will sometimes have people that come in the gym that are coming from that. From that, nothing. Yeah. yeah. And like you have to, you have to temper things and you have to be, a, appreciate where they come from um, and make sure that they, you can create the sustainable journey like we always talk about. But how it do you, is, how do you is get those people question. here? I think it's honestly like, I don't think most of those people come here, um, which is sad. What do they do? I don't think they do anything. I think. The vast majority of those people, and here's the, here's what I think is so cool, and I understand this, like the the overwhelming majority of those people, if they're that far gone, so to speak, mm-hmm. where they haven't been doing anything for a long time, maybe they're overweight, they're self-conscious, 
imagine how intimidating it is to walk into a facility like this. And I'm not tooting my horn. Like I'm short and I'm ugly, but like if I'm the owner, right. And I'm finishing up a workout and they just walk in and a guy like me walks up and shakes their hand. They're like, holy crap. Like this is really intimidating. So when people make the choice to come in and I have so much respect for those people because I know that that must be so scary. It'd be like you walking into a gardening club. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be intimidated. You'd be like, hey, guys, I'm here to get shredded. Oh, this is where we do gosh. it, right? <laughs> but I think that if you are a gym owner or maybe like, you know, remember that show like Fit to Fat to Fit or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. Like there's like the trainers that would get fat to see what it was like and then they went back to being fit um so you don't have to do that (laughs) please don't please don't it's probably really unhealthy for you but what i would encourage you to do is try something that gets you outside of your comfort zone and forces you to like sign up for it so it's really eye-opening as a, a business owner to go into that scenario where you're like okay what's the so what's the process from the time that I look online to send the email, make the phone call, walk in the door, meet the instructor, meet the owner? It's eye-opening. I mean, how do you how do you get those people, though? Because without offense, none of those folks are listening to us. Yeah. You know, like... Word of mouth, people in the gym, you know. But this is the most... I think this is, like, one of the most frustrating things. Um. And I haven't cracked this code. Maybe I'm I'm way off here, but you can provide as much education as you want. I could do free workshops on strength training, on um, whatever. I could provide like all this stuff, all these ideas that I have, right? But at the end of the day, that individual has to be willing and motivated to learn. They have to read the newsletter. They have to come to the workshop they have to take that step and you can't control that you can't fix that i mean how do you just expand the reach a little bit so like they don't have to necessarily walk in for the first time but like you snagged them some other way you know i know they have to be like wanting to at least a little bit yeah right they have to so assuming they do want to yeah man we've tried all sorts of stuff and other people have tried it too like bring a friend workout Mm -hmm. free workouts on the weekend community events Community workouts, you know, like uh, even fun little competitions. Come watch your friend work out. Yeah. See what the like gym's the people, like. Come to the barbecue. Like the people that come here every day are the people that, you know, need it the least, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But there, like, there are so many people that they know that they that I have discussions with and they try to talk to people about coming here, but they have perceptions of what we do or who we are or – yeah, mostly you show up and I'll just smash your face in. Yeah, <laughs> but you know how going. unfit you are. Oh my gosh! So you right? can leave. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, the old days, man. The good old days. But yeah, it that's a it is a tough question because I do think that there's a lot. I think it's like getting involved in the community. But you and I tried that. Remember when we did a bunch of that stuff, like getting involved with the local nonprofits? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think like if you really want that, it's because it's easy pickings in a place like Park City for us. Where people for, are into fitness stuff. Oh, it's easy pickings for people that are into fitness stuff, but it's 
highly competitive. Sure. But I'm just talking about like the number of people here who are doing something versus nothing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But Way if more you live in a place where people to. are generally doing nothing and you've got, you know, 50 members at a gym that are coming in yeah. and there are 50 people of 800,000, you know, there's yeah. 799,000 people are doing nothing. You know what I've heard works really well in gym like that is like uh, nutrition programs that are added on to memberships. Something that's flopped here. But I've heard that that is really powerful because if they have some sort of specific nutrition plan to follow with it, then those people, if you get a few people that see results, then you can use that as a testimonial and look, Doug lost a million pounds. Yeah. And it's also a value add for the client and revenue for the gym. And I think too, at the end of the day, if you live in one of those places, you really got to like want to make that your target clientele. Right. And it kind of has get to like be 23 year old kids coming in who want to smash their faces in and get shredded and walk around with other shirts on. Like, yeah, not hard. Like they're yeah. look, they're looking for that. Yeah, college right? town. Yeah, whatever. But if you're but in like middle of the middle aged people who yeah. are you know seventy five pounds overweight who have never done anything in their lives, who <laughs> are gardening for strength, <laughs> you like you like, garden. Kudos food. to you if you're going out and snagging those folks. Yeah, it's awesome because they're the people that need it the most. Yep, challenging but good. Um, Doug, do you have any pet peeves this week? I know you do, but did they just come to the uh, side? Like anything that you just found? I thought of one earlier today, but I can't remember yeah. what it is. Yeah. I don't have any off the top of my head. You know, I don't want to force it. <laughs> I don't want to force it. The packaging thing was my last week. I don't think I had anything this week that really, really got me going. Other than the typical things, you know. You know what? I'm just going to be positive. Yeah, let's no do that. Thieves this week. Everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, you have any new sponsors? <laughs> Let's go. Let's see. New sponsors. Yeah, it's been a while since we've sponsors. I stick with my thing. same sponsors, even yeah. though they've not delivered. I know. Oh, uh, uh, Stark Varg? Stark Varg? Stark Varg? They make a. Okay, we're going on the Googles they here. They make a motorcycle, dirt bike with a electric motor in it. Oh. Oh, I have seen these. Like all the. Pro mountain bikers are getting these now. Yeah, there yeah, it is. They're, yeah, <coughs> they're, Stark Varg electric dirt bike. Stark future. Yeah, they're sending these out to all the people that I See follow See what it says on right Instagram there on the left? To try the bottom to left. make me want to buy one. It says it 80 horsepower. 80 makes 80 horsepower, which if you've ridden a motorcycle, like a pretty wow. strong dirt bike is going to make like, you know, the, pretty much like the biggest dirt bikes they make are going to make like 50 to 60. That thing's going to rip your arms off. 80. Yeah. That thing's cool. Let's get them. Yeah. I wonder if they would send me one to test. You should. They only yeah. cost 13 grand. That's where they start. What the? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone from okay, starkfuture.com. Cool. Starkfuture.com. Send us I just uh, gave you guys email. a massive plug. Yeah. Tens if, of people will be flocking to your website. Yep. If you could do the uh, Enduro setup for Doug and I, yeah, that'd that be would great. be great. Yeah. I will take a side stand. Yeah, please. We're just building one here. Yeah, we're going to build one. Oh, my weight is, yeah, I'm the smallest one. You're the smallest one. Yeah, Doug's the, I'm, what, that guy? I'm one, yeah. Yeah, I'm Somewhere 187 to you're, 198 you're with my stuff on. Well, yeah, with your stuff on. Yep. 
body color. I'll take the gray. I like a I white like one. The gray. Okay, Doug's got the white. I'll go gray. Power. power. Heck, I'll even need a standard. No. I don't need the alpha. Give me the alpha 80 okay, horsepower. Alpha. I feel like that's totally peacocking just to have it say alpha. Rear brake. Uh, rear brake. I like the hand brake. Uh, the foot brake. Sorry. Right. Foot brake for the rear brake. Yep. Yes. So we've built one. Okay. Yeah, They're so in if you the shopping us, cart. Oh, I do have a new sponsor too. Now that you say this. Speaking of this whole snow removal thing, I think I think I found a solution. That check this thing out. I was here. <laughs> Look at this thing. This is called a Mahindra, Mahindra. Roxor. Because here's my thought: if I'm gonna be spending money on snow removal and not getting jack crap out of it, well, you get snow removed. Yeah, that's but, what you get. <laughs> and then it, yeah, it might not snow. Look at this thing. It's like this thing. It's called a Roxor. It is. Oh, look at that. It's not even pulling up. It's um, it's made in India. They have a second-rate website. They ha- well, how crazy there is this? Is. Look at this little. Oh, it looks like a little Jeep. Right. They so they got the rights from Jeep to build a CJ3B like back in the 40s, in like World War II era, and they just keep made. They kept what making them. What is the same them. cost? So that's what gets a little sketchy. I it's was got 85. How much horsepower? It's got a 255 horsepower, but it's got 2.7 liter it has turbo ho- diesel engine. Less horsepower than my and dirt I think bike. it has less torque than your dirt bike too. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Man, but uh, but you can put a plow on these things, and then I could cruise around. Look, it's a manual. Teach my kids how to drive a manual. Drive that around. Plow the the. I'm skeptical. I thought the same thing. I, I want to know what the payoff is is this like what does this cost 20 g's 20 grand two years of snow plowing doug 20 g's for that thing yeah it's a okay it's okay keep keep going let us know how you feel i mean it's talk with with my my expensive motorcycle electric motorcycle yeah your motorcycle yeah probably gonna be 15 grand so (laughs) maybe this is a better (laughs) deal (laughs) it is a vehicle Look how happy that guy looks. Right? Like, look at him. It's all like adventure. Sitting on the fender. But I'm trying to figure it out. Like, right? If you invest in something. person? I haven't. They're they're, they're like a side-by-side, though. They're smaller. So it's like the side-by-side market, but it's a diesel engine. Will this thing do 75 miles an hour? There's no way. Uh, If you tune it. Tune it? (laughs) Yep. 55 out of the showroom. Well, oh, yeah. You bring that sucker over to my place, we'll boost that puppy up to 70. But it's got a it's got a bunch of torque for low end torque. It's got a diesel engine. Slap a plow on that thing, brop brop brop. Plow the driveway, and then you can cruise around on that thing in the summer. Okay, Mahindra Roxor. You know, so hey, Mahindra, send me one of those. <laughs> more than anything, so I don't have to pay any more in snow Just removal. Just stuff that we want. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um. Well, anyway, hey. Uh, for realsy, if you guys have questions or. Uh, or thoughts, or you would like us to address anything, um, shoot us a, a question in the review. Let us know. And uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully each week. Have a great night. And uh, Stark, what was it? Stark Varg. Stark Varg. Starkfuture.com. Just go there. Check it out. Go there. Check it Tell out. Tell them Doug sent you. Tell them Doug <laughs> sent you, and then have it sent to Park City <laughs> Fit so I can take it instead. Have a good day, guys.